0: Three, You're listening to Highlights, from the Creative Processes interview with Alice Brooks. This podcast is supported by the Jan Michalski Foundation.
1: There's this children's book called Miss Rumpheus and carried it around with me my entire life. And it's about a woman whose grandfather tells her three things. Um, and the last one is the most difficult thing of all, and that's to fill the world with beauty. And I give this book to every one of my friends who are having babies I have a copy with me almost at all times and that feeling that Jonathan Larson had in Tick Tick Boom of how much time do we have to do something great
0: yes as artists uh, we can bend time we can stretch it and we can be masters of it and that's a wonderful thing so what was charting the visual path of Tick Tick Boom like in comparison to In the Heights
1: For In the Heights, I've worked with John for so long, so it was very easy. And we had a shorthand immediately, but anytime you work with a new director, you don't have that shorthand. And now I do, but at the beginning, you're figuring out how you work together. And and so that became a a big part of our early process was how do we work together? How do I ask him the questions? And it was wonderful. Lynn and I worked with this amazing storyboard artist named Grant Schaefer for a really long time planning out the musical sequences for Tick, Tick, Boom. And there were a few we decided we weren't going to do. And then the pandemic hit and we stopped for six months and we had to come back and we decided we were going to storyboard, the last of the musical numbers because of COVID, we had to very carefully map things out. Actually, we were looking at a shot yesterday in the DI and I said to Lynn, remember that was the best day of our lives. And then the pandemic hit and he said, yes, that night. And we shot one more day after that, but then you're ripped away and you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know it when you're going back and you're worrying about your family and your health and the world and your community. And we were able to really Sort of as filmmakers keep in touch with each other, we had something called Tick Tick Zooms once a week, where sometimes it felt like therapy because we were all like, "Well, what are you doing locked in your house?" And then then we started playing trivia, and it was so much fun. But it it expanded the movie in a very different way, and and then we all had to come back and figure out how to make a movie and in the middle of a
0: pandemic. I think that we'll all remember where we were in those times and how it brought us together. And it's interesting how illness can do that and how art can do that too, I should say. It helps us appreciate the beauty and the struggle. What have the arts given you? What do you love about them? And just, it's your whole life, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I
1: just got goosebumps when you asked me that. I'm
0: incredibly fortunate
1: I knew I wanted to be a cinematographer when I was 15 years old. There's nothing else I've ever wanted to be except an astronaut when I was 10. But I grew up with really loving amazing parents and an artist around us all the time. I mean, in our little 300 square foot apartment, my parents' friends were always over and they were writers and they were actors and they were dancers and musicians and painters. And so I grew up in a house filled with artists and I could see the love of the world artists have. And I also knew what the struggle was. Like I signed up for being a cinematographer, knowing full well that it is not an easy career path, making movies is not an easy career path. And my dad would let me stay up as late as I wanted when I was five, six years old and watch whatever we want, whatever he was watching. But I had to read the credits. I had to spell out the letters of the credits and he would pause it and have me. And that's how I learned to read was by reading the opening titles. And I remember just being in his arms, watching The Natural with Robert Redford. And that movie has influenced me for the rest of my life. I think it's still the most beautiful movie I've ever seen. I love, I showed it to my daughter when she was three. I I just think it is just the most perfect film and it has definitely inspired my choices as a cinematographer.
0: What does home mean to you? You know, where do you want to be? What is important to you?
1: So I have
0: a um,
1: six-year-old daughter. She just turned six and the kinds of stories that I want to tell have changed. Five years ago, I would have taken any movie and been excited to film it or any TV show and been excited to film it. But I now want to make movies that inspire her to be greater than she is, to to stimulate her, to give her role models, to just inspire joy and passion in her life. And, and as artists, we, as filmmakers, we have this amazing tool that we get to use. And so, so the stories I pick are now very specific. In the Heights is PG-13. And I was like, oh, should we show it to her? And we did. And she started making paper dresses because she watched Vanessa find different things and create costume and create designs, wardrobe, clothing designs. I came home from a trip and I walked into the house and she had created a paper jacket that fit me perfectly somehow and a dress all out of paper and tape. And, and she was inspired by Vanessa.
0: Yes. It's so important. We don't know what those little things uh, will be. It can be a sentence. It can be just a small thing and you can give people, you know, lessons for life that they will take with them. So I guess, you know, as you think about the teachers and the lessons that you learned along the way. What are some important ones that helped form you as an artist?
1: The thing I learned the most in college, I had one more class I needed to take at my last semester, and I ended up in a graduate producing class. Not that I ever wanted to be a producer, but it became the most important class that I took. The professor was this producer named Jerry Eisenberg. And he told us the story about what Hollywood is and he's what the movie industry is. And he said, you'll finish school and you'll go out into the world and think overnight you're going to be successful. But Hollywood is like this massively huge brick wall. Your job is to take stones and throw it at the brick wall until you see a teeny little hole to the other side. And when you see that little hole, that's the moment you're going to want to give up but that is the moment you cannot give up. That is the moment you need to throw those rocks even harder and harder and harder because you are almost to the other side. And so every time in my career, I have thought, okay, it's time to quit. I remember that story and I never gave up. I'm still not giving up. You know, I don't know what the next thing will be, but I'm going to continue. I'm not going to give up. I love, I love my job.
0: Oh, yes. It's beautiful that you can be in that profession that allows you to uh, bring beauty into people's lives. And you don't know what
1: the little things are, but whatever, whatever movie or show I do, I want, it needs to have inspiration. And in it. it needs to be like the book, Miss Rumphius that I read as a child and continue to read, That that gives something at the end, that asks a question at the end so that so that people can grow from the experience of watching the film
0: yes it's so important we don't know what those little things uh, will be and it can be a sentence it can be just a small thing and you can give people you know lessons for life that they will take with them always
1: be kind and be kind to the world be kind to the person you don't know you don't know what just happened to them. Be kind to the people who are mean to you. We have this moment right now and there's nothing else. And so kindness is all that matters.
0: We hope you've enjoyed listening to these highlights. To listen to the latest episodes or learn more about participating in exhibitions or interviews, click on subscribe. Thank you for listening.